HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by charlottesgotalot.com. The Queen City is a food lover's paradise and hosts to hundreds of incredible events throughout the year, including the International Symposium on Bread. Plan your trip at charlottesgotalot.com. Hey, this is Hannah Forden. I'm the program manager here at Heritage Radio Network. This year, we're celebrating HRN's 10th anniversary, and I want to thank all of our listeners and members for being a part of an incredible year of food radio. We never would have made it this far without all of you. So HRN is now in its summer fun drive, and this is when we turn to you and ask that you make a donation to help ensure a bright future for food radio. Whether you listen to one show or 20, there's a reason why you keep tuning in week after week. All of our content is powered by a small nonprofit, and we rely on your generosity to keep going. Help us keep broadcasting the most thought-provoking, entertaining, and educational conversations happening in the world of food and beverage. So become a member today. To celebrate our 10th anniversary, we have some brand new member gifts available online, so I encourage you to snag your new favorite pizza-themed t-shirt or enamel pin today and show the world how much you love HRN. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate so you can snag your 10th anniversary member swag. And thank you. All right, everybody, welcome to the show, Life's a Banquet. That's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible! Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about chocolate and wine and bread, champagne and scandal and crackers in bed. I'm drunk! <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet. Want another? Consider it done. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable. Starring your host, Brett Scott, and Zartangora. Listen, hot off the fresh press here, and by a fresh press, I don't mean that awful chain in Midtown. 
Is there a place called Fresh Press? Uh Uh-oh, we're going to get served with papers from Fresh Press. A perfectly innocent, well-meaning chain of cofferies and croissanteries that now Breton has put on our shit list. So I just got back from the salad bar, also known as (laughs) Chopped or Sweet Green. I love a salad bar. Okay, hold on. There was a salad bar. We're going to start off this episode with talking about salads. Great. Salads and bowls are clearly the trend, right? Mm. Everything, Love them. We're like, oh, let's put it in a bowl. Put it in a cup. M- meanwhile, all of Asia is like, yeah, we. that's what we do <laughs> forever. That's why we're so skinny and smart and good at math. So if you put it in a bowl. Uh, so salad bars, like the old ones are so great. What's your favorite thing to get off of a salad bar? Uh, besides <laughs> listeria. Besides listeria and other people's spit, which I grew up before spit shields. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the time when they started... When people were actively spitting yeah, into the like salad bar Yeah, like suddenly somebody fun. would, you'd be like putting, they're like, oh, sorry, sir, the spit shield's going in. <laughs> be like, wait, I was just here yesterday. Like, oh, not today. <laughs> no spit for you, sir. Those bacon and blue cheese crumbles are... <laughs> you still didn't answer my question. What blue, do you like best? Cottage blue cheese. cheese. No, blue cheese. Okay. Bacon, which was not, I don't think it was bacon at all. Bacon bits. Bacos. This show is brought to you by Bakos. Bakos, call us if you're still in business. Yeah. Um, I think that I like blue cheese crumbles. And I think also, I guess the shred... Do they always like sub shredded carrots, but pretend it was cheese? Okay. Or did I just think that in my childhood I think mind? that everybody knew it was shredded carrots. And then uh, about two or three rows down, they had shredded cheese. They had both where I came from, but I'm from a very fancy place. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, I don't what know. the hell happened to you? What's going on with you this week? Your hair is pink. Your shirt's blue. What's going on? Uh, my sh- my shirt's green. My hair's pink. My eyes are blue, green, or brown. Let's see. What did I do? What'd I you make? To, I went to. I made. Actually, I, I can't say what I made yet because it's going to give it away. Oh goodness! Uh, but something. I did cook a lot. I did some food styling. I did a Latin collective, which was uh, recipes that were from Mexico. You know what? They were from Mexico, Dominican Republic. And Puerto Rico. And I have to say, I never made tortilla soup before. Oh. And I made it yesterday. And Love it was it. delicious. I bet. And not that hard. No. You saute a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Put, put, put a dried chili in it, toast some stuff, put it back in the pan, put it in the blender, put it back in the thing, mm-hmm. add some chicken stock, shred some chicken, fry some tortillas. You know, it's really not... And it, tortilla soup's like chili. It's all about the fixins. Uh, I agree. Although I'm looking at you kind of sideways, one, because I'm sitting next to you and two, because I believe that we've had an argument before a time or two about tortilla soup and you saying that it is uh, whack. I did. Or gross. Whatever kind of word. Are you, you sure would... that was me? Oh, absolutely. Was it my evil Gemini twin? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. because he is not here right now. Pozole as well. I've been. Pozole. Yes. You've shunned a lot of different brothy soups, but go ahead. What'd you put on it? Avocado? Okay. Yeah, classic. You know, all the uh, mm-hmm. cubed cubed cheese, cubed sure. Oaxacan, Oaxacan white cheese, which you could substitute uh, mozzarella should you be. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you do it veg. Oh, yeah. Could put, um, you don't have to put chicken in it at all. You, you put, put cheese other, in there? Put cheese in it, yep. Corn? No corn. Beans? Didn't put corn. No beans. Just like a sopa de lima kind of mm-hmm. situation? Clear broth? Squeeze a lime. Well, we used a pasilla chili, which was mm-hmm. toasted with tomatoes, mm-hmm. and that gave it that robust chili flavor that we okay. always look for in a tortilla soup that sounds absolutely delicious follow my blog tortilla soup <laughs> <laughs> i went to the berkshires this weekend uh as i do every summer yeah. since i was a young child the berkshires if you're not from the new england or somewhere nearby are <laughs> fortunate enough to have a, 
a vacation house there. The Berkshires is just a really fancy way of saying Massachusetts. Well, it's a Massachusetts w- and New York. Hold, you're right. West and West Mass. Western Mass. Do you know what they call Massachusetts people? I can't say it. Please don't. Is it going to offend our Massachusetts listeners? Massachusetts, we love you, but We're somebody... We're very big in Massachusetts. Please. I'm not going to say okay, it. Okay, good. But it rhymes with tasshole. <gasps> oh, you've said this already. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mass between... Hole? Yeah, masshole. Okay. I don't know. I think they just referred to the drivers in... Yeah. You, you know what, people? Everywhere I go, I've lived in several states, and everywhere they're like, oh, God, Wisconsin drivers. Like, oh, Illinois fibs. That means mm. fucking Illinois bastards. Oh, wow. Or like, oh, Colorado drivers, Utah, they're so yeah. California. Don't trust a Californian. Like, yes. Like, or in New York, we're like, oh, God, they're from Jersey. Like, right. Look at them drive. It's like really that. just women drivers, though, that are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> women, yeah. I love you. It's just, well, no, but when it's a license plate, you sure. don't even, you'd actually take gender out of it. You're like, oh, God, state rivalry. Yeah. I think it's something primitive, isn't it? Uh, I think that everybody just hates people not from their state when they're behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. But we digress. I do agree with you. I I also, when I was there, noticed that everyone was a bad driver. No one used their blinker. But when I was there, I made, check this out, a uh, nectarine blueberry barbecue sauce, which I had prepared ahead of time and brought to the Berkshires to apply to spare ribs. Mm-hmm. They were sumptuous and delicious. I got the meat from Paisano's, mm-hmm. great butcher shop in Carroll Gardens, uh, Cobble Hill. Really fabulous. And I also made a very, very, very delicious uh, dry brined herb chicken that I threw on the grill and then just skewered a bunch of gorgeous cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. grilled those, grilled some lemons, put the skewered cherry tomatoes atop the chicken, the grilled lemons, and some fresh basil, and I was done. Oh, really? Oh, it was delicious. Oh, that sounds really And then we also had s'mores, and we're sitting by the fire, and Bobby, my mother, uh, you know, I always, I'm a child. I have a 12 year old sense of humor. So I'm always like, that's what she said. That's what she said. And my mom made her first an attempt at, uh, that's what she said. And she goes, <laughs> she, she said it like completely wrong. Right. Yeah. She goes, um, oh man, hang on. I wrote, you it, wrote down. it down. You I have wrote to it down write my mom notes because it was so funny. It's the, really the funniest thing ever. Nice wood. She said, <laughs> because we were sitting by the fire and she goes nice wood she said (laughs) you're like no bobby you have to wait for somebody to say that's some nice wood and then you have to say (gasps) nice wood she said is that funny oh she almost cutie bobby cutie bobby anyway you you gotta you gotta try you gotta start somewhere sure everyone's gotta dip their toe into the old comic pool at one point or another that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) anyway i was waiting for that um what else did i make that and then i made oh i made something really interesting what well it was just not too long ago and i was doing another uh commercial some food styling stuff and there it was we were left over you know we had a watermelon left over oh yeah yeah so i cut it open and you put a hole in it. I put a hole in it. You slipped it right in. And I. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, That's what she said. <laughs> That's what he said. Hello. <laughs> I did put a hole in it, but it was. <laughs> Actually, you know what happened? I knew it. I knew you put a hole in it. Well, no. I <laughs> frantically looked through my drawer. I was like, oh my God, my drawer. My, I have a junk drawer that's. Ugh, I need an assistant. If you're out there, Kevin. please email Life's a Banquet show at gmail and i need an assistant to clean my things it's an intern it's an unpaid position yeah four hours per week no problem Life you'll experience. get the glory of just meeting me uh i have air conditioning and sparkling water <laughs> right but i reached into the drawer and there it was a ceramic kyocera mandolin it's like a little slicer right 
and I grabbed it and that's where my middle finger, the tip of my middle finger was taken off yes. in an instant and it didn't hurt at all. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't until the blood was pouring from my fingertip that I knew anything had happened at all. Yeah. And, but I was looking for the melon baller Oh yeah. because I was going to soak the watermelon in a bottle of vodka. Oh, yeah. So folks today here at Life's a Banquet, we are here to tell you all about watermelon. Yeah. So the name watermelon comes from melon and water. Oh. <laughs> Meaning wow. a watery melon. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite watery, huh? Okay, so apparently a watermelon is roughly 90% water. Get out of here. Get out, no, for real. What's so, the other 10%? Sugar? Seeds? Uh, yeah, se- seeds. <laughs> Unless it's a seedless, then it's, uh, I'm not sure. It's just rind. Watermelon <laughs> seeds. It has 30 calories per serving. People say that it has uh, some Viagra type properties. It's, it's a, I don't know if you're, yeah, it can be a love. I'm po- hard it right be, now. It can I'm... be a love potion, <laughs> but I think those people were referring to the hulled watermelon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut a hole in it first if you want. And to something speak. about like when you cut open a watermelon, even <laughs> it can be both female and male. Like if you can sure. have a hole, or can you have it has that fleshy interior that you can like dig your face into. Oh yeah, you could do anything with a watermelon. Could do anything with a watermelon. Well, anyway, so watermelon today, folks, is what we're talking about, and. I don't know. This time of year, there is nothing more refreshing than putting some watermelon in, in your refrigerator. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode's a, ruined. Yeah. I can't stop smiling and giggling. Okay. Yes. Okay. So 30 calories, right? So if you're trying to like slim down, drink some water, stay hydrated, mm-hmm. watermelon is your fruit of choice for summer 2019. Yeah. Right. Uh, other than that, uh, it was apparently, and you might have some other history, but it apparently is sort of newer to, uh, North America since that's Mm -hmm. where we're we're recording from, uh, it was brought over from West Africa. So Mm -hmm. probably at some point during, uh, (laughs) immigration or (laughs) AKA slave trading, uh, which is both unfortunate, but it was actually really interesting that, uh, people were able to bring seeds and, and right. plant it. And I think it was around North America, like around Boston, they started growing it in like mm-hmm. 1600s, late yeah. 1600s. Uh, and it, um, if I uh, read my research correctly, yes, watermelon yes. used to not be quite so delicious. There's a lot That's of varieties right. of yucky watermelon. It's more, you know, think of cucumbers, mm-hmm. right? And these are all, they're all vining, trailing plants. They're all in the same family. Uh, I can't pronounce the Latin name. I think it's called... Try it. Cucur Sounds right or to me. Or Kirkerbits. And it's the same thing. It's part. It's all part of the gourd family. So pumpkins and zucchinis and that. Like, you know, you cut open a watermelon. There's, season, there's guck inside. And oh, yeah. Eat. It's gross. Yeah. Except that watermelon somehow figured it out. They're like, well, we're going to be a really pretty pink. Yeah. And we're going to have little dots of seeds that will, like, you know, be so symmetrical when you cut it open that it'll be appealing to the human eye. It is much more beautiful than, let's say, a honeydew, which is yeah. very monochromatic. And honestly, when you think about patterns uh sort of the patterns of um what are those called print geographic uh, geographic uh, graphic patterns like uh-huh. a watermelon on a t-shirt oh or like, yes like mini- miniature watermelons and your kids adorable nothing so it's like that's summer right like oh i'm going would you say it's the cutest fruit a cute little watermelon slice well cuter it- than a banana yeah, a watermelon slice is pretty darn cute. Pretty Almost cute. as cute as a strawberry. Oh, a strawberry is very cute, too. Don't you think? Yeah, what if a strawberry and a watermelon uh, got married and made uh, a blueberry baby? A uh, straw blue melon. 
<laughs> uh, duh. Yeah. Shrabble melon. Duh. Hashtag Shrabble melon. <laughs> Dan Barber is growing it right now. <laughs> that's well, that's fascinating. What else? Anything else about watermelon you picked up along the way? Well, first of all, that uh, seedless watermelons were being developed in the I think 1930s, 40s. Yes. Turn. Uh, uh, turn. Turn of the turn world. Of war, the turn century. of the World War Two. <laughs> turn of the World War Two. Uh, and I think now we're pretty like. We're pretty good at getting the seedless watermelon down. They're pretty darn tasty. What's your feeling about a seedless? Do you prefer it because you don't have to nibble around seeds, which can give you diarrhea and grow a watermelon tree in your mm-hmm. stomach? Did you know that you can uh, cut open... Well, I'm sorry, you can take the seeds out and they can be ground into a powder and you can make things with them? Really? Like any kind of seed like a or drug? Cl- yeah. Of course, I'm thinking powder immediately. I think, yeah. can you snort it? You can put it into small lines, snort it, serve it at a party. <laughs> People will stay up till four in the morning dancing to Madonna. It's great. <laughs> I did it last night. Wow. I'm what, exhausted. What can't you do with a watermelon? You can fuck it. You can do it like a drug. <laughs> yeah. You can make it into a cocktail. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that later in Chef Recommends of what else you can do with a watermelon. Okay. But just hold tight, please. I'd like to hear what kind of stories you have found about this. All right. Well, hold on, to your, to, say. Hold, hold on to your butts, people. We're going to talk all about the Bradford watermelon right when we get back from this commercial break. All right. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by charlottescottalot.com. The Queen City is a food lover's paradise and host to hundreds of incredible events throughout the year, including the International Symposium on Bread at Johnson & Wales University. HRN went to this year's symposium to learn about the science, history, and art of bread making. Here's what visitors had to say about the symposium. I love the geeky science stuff. Great food. Love the Armenian pizza. How much I'm eating (laughs) and consuming the carbs. The most interesting thing is just the community. For me, it's the the, the science of starters. So much information. Very inspiring so far because everybody has a different outlook. I'm not technically a breadhead, but I think I'm going to be one after being here. So whether you're a breadhead or just a curious mind, check out HRN on tour for coverage of Charlotte's International Symposium on Bread and an insider's look into Charlotte's food scene. Don't miss our interview with Peter Reinhardt and Kristen Moore to learn more about where to eat on your next trip to Charlotte, a city on the rise. Learn more at charlottesgotalot.com. back guys to life's a banquet the watermelon water so oh my god <sighs> <laughs> we're getting high on our own supply of you watermelon guessed it seeds. watermelon seeds um brenton let me ask you a question oh choke time why do watermelons have fancy weddings uh that is a very good question why is that because they can't elope oh <laughs> that's a good one who wrote that one ah someone on the internet probably a five-year-old yeah um Okay, I'm going to bring you back to the year 1783. During the Revolutionary War, a Georgian named John Franklin Lawson was captured by the British in Charleston and shipped off to the West Indies where he was imprisoned. And on this prison ship, he was fed a slice of watermelon. Mm -hmm. And it was so sweet and delicious because watermelon actually could serve as hydration because it's so full of water that he smuggled the seeds and then he brought them back when he was somehow returned to Georgia. They left out this whole part about why they returned him. I guess he was a model prisoner and got off early. Uh, Typical country club 
white guy mm-hmm, prisoner mm-hmm. gets brought right back to his house. Uh, so anyway, when he gets back uh, around 1840, a friend of his uh, sent, he sent seeds to friends of his all around other melon farmers across the South, including a gentleman by the name of Nathaniel Napoleon Bradford mm, in fancy name. South Carolina. Oh, the Carolinas. In South Carolina. So Bradford crossed the Lawson melon with a mountain sweet melon variety and resulted in the most infamous and delicious and pricey melon in America called the Bradford watermelon. Mm, just sounds like it should be served on a silver plate, right? Well, it kind of is. So a Bradford watermelon is $20 now for a, bit, a whole watermelon. I don't believe that I've ever had one. Uh, yeah, there, well, I'll tell you why. Oh. Because, well, I'm going to get into why. So the Bradford, I know that you can buy seeds oh, from yes, their website. Of, of course you can. So the Bradford watermelon was the most important melon uh, from like the 1860s through the 1910s. Uh, it was oblong, dark green watermelon with beautiful red flesh and white seeds, weighing about 30 pounds when it was fully grown. And the thing about the Bradford watermelon is why it didn't That's the really... size of uh, three to four newborn babies. Exactly. Or two and a half bowling balls. Yes. If you're an adult uh, male. How much does male-y. a baby weigh? Yeah, four babies. Yeah, seven That's to ten. That's a big freaking melon. Can you believe it? Like, imagine... Whole... Or actually, just think about what two and a half... Oh, I thought you were pulling a sock out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Uh, that's a rabbit in the hat. <laughs> is that a watermelon in your... Is that a Bradford watermelon <laughs> yeah. in your pocket? Funny thing you should mention. I have a 20-pound <laughs> watermelon. 30-pound watermelon. Um, okay. So, the thing with the Bradford watermelon um, was that it has a very thin rind. So, as commercial, uh, you know, people started buying stuff in grocery stores and not just like picking it up from the farm, mm-hmm, they couldn't mm-hmm. stack them and they couldn't ship them. That's right. Because that's right. the skin was so thin that they would just crash and crumble. A thin, delicate watermelon rind? Yes. So. I heard you could cut it with a butter knife. Oh, yes, you could. That's You've what heard they... about the Bradford melon, haven't you? Well, I've heard about it before. And you then know. I told you and you, you looked it up. Well, I like to make sure I no. do my homework. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> Never know if you have to one up somebody. <laughs> <I'm glad laughs> I heard you could cut it from the butter knife. You're like, I was gonna say that. God damn it. Um, okay, so the thing that intrigued me most about the Bradford melon um, was that they were so desirable that farmers went to really great lengths to prevent their crops from being stolen. So they would put out, they would all hide in the watermelon patches and shoot people who were coming to take yeah, them. Yeah, because think about that back then. That was an only source of money, and if you were just some. Yeah. Looking for a few bucks at night, you just go and steal. Totally. And I used to steal my neighbor's onions when I was a child. You did, you onion thief. That's, yeah, I've been sitting next to an onion thief when this I was, entire when time. I was ten, when I was 12 years old, that's when, I, that's when I knew I was a cook. I was like, now if I can just get my hands on <laughs> those gorgeous red onions. Oh, God, they have the sandiest <laughs> soil. They are the sweetest yet most spicy onions. They were, they were great. Other kids are like stealing porn and like, you're like, I need to just get my hands on those. I remember I walked by one day and I had the plan and I was just like, oh God, I'm going to do it. And I did it. I only took one. I only took one and I promised I'd give back. And that's why why I've been doomed for life. I wonder if the statute of limitations is up on that crime or the (laughs) onion police are going to come and get you. So people would have armed guards, but that didn't really help. So what the farmers would do, would they, they would poison some of the melons with a deadly poison and people God, would I love die. The, I love the old days. People would <laughs> die. And like, they put no problem. A, they'd put out a sign and say, pick your own risk. People would pe- take the watermelon. They would eat it and die. And they're like, family and friends would die. But then these stupid fucking farmers forgot which one they would poison. And so then they would take it and eat it and die also. So they're poisoning themselves. Gosh, this is really for a, br- a watermelon. Money ruins everything. I know. Really, really, really. If insane. only we had the barter system. 
It's really crazy. I'll trade you this watermelon for those two bowling balls. So yeah, they forgot, and it wasn't unusual to read a newspaper story of an entire family that had been poisoned and died from eating their own watermelons. Um, and in the Carolinas, yeah, in the eighteen eighties, farmers turned to electricity as a solution instead. And thieves who tried to steal watermelons got zapped with a lightning bolt. And there were more people allegedly killed in the watermelon patches than in any other part of the agricultural landscape of America, with the exception of cattle rustlers, which sounds terribly dangerous. What is a cattle rustler, anyway? People that steal cattle. Rustling them up? I guess so. Tickling them? That's what I think. Well, you know, they kind of like, once you start the... Yeah, and you start moving them. Don't and get them rustled like up. Exactly, and then you slip one over on the side. Yeah, you bring it out the back, slaughter it, sell it, <laughs> steaks, uh, skirt steaks, tomahawks, you name it. That's freaking <laughs> London crazy. London broil, top round. What do you want? <laughs> so uh, then, Lucky Peach. I was reading, and there's an article, and just like some snippets. 1844 at Salem, Ohio, five men have died from eating watermelons that have been drugged. In the 1900s, six boys were poisoned and killed in watermelon patch in Buffdale, Texas. 1983. Uh, accidentally killed what in a water- watermelon patch near Denton, a man named Neil Pinyard, and 1901 cowboys in bloody fight over watermelon. So anyway, these things are crazy. Um, so the Bradford watermelon kind of goes out of favor in like the 20s, mm-hmm. and the ki- like historians. I wonder why. Well, because of because it was hard to. Oh, there's a ba- hello baby. Oh, hi, baby. Um, <laughs> because it was hard to stack and ship because of its thin rind. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. So I couldn't make. They couldn't make enough money. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Your delicious watermelon is unsellable. It, totally. It was just, it went into almost extinction. However, people, you know, remain part of like legend and heirloom vegetable lore. And so in like around 2012, this guy reaches out to the Bradford family or he writes an article or something. And the Bradford family, the grandkids had actually saved the seeds. Long story short, they start replanting them in kind of a very niche way. Hmm. And yes, yes. They start selling them now for $20 a watermelon. They're like renowned by chefs in the area. And they also started something called Watermelons for Water. And it's a charity in which a portion of all Bradford melon sales and all the other things they make, like the seeds that they sell, the rinds that are pickled, watermelon molasses and watermelon brandy. Um, oh, that's right. I I did read, which I never heard of that. I know. But it sounds delicious. It sounds fabulous. Both I heard of, it was like $80 a bottle. Yes. Both of those things sound of- great. But so they take a portion of the sales and um, they fund, like, they fund play, uh, charities all around the world, people who need clean drinking water. So more than 12,000 people really have been assisted program. through their effort. And they aim to make an even bigger impact by teaching people without fresh water how to grow watermelons. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. No, that's great. It's so it's such like a cool story. There's murder. There's intrigue. There's high-priced watermelon flesh. There's broken watermelon rinds. And just imagine all that people wanted was just to experience that delicious dark pink sweet flesh i know for a dessert in the midst of hot summer night before air conditioning was invented just to cool themselves to make them feel one minute of joy yeah they just want that juice to drip down their face down their chest and yet it caused so much pain this isn't i don't know it's just a metaphor for all of human existence absolutely survival of the fittest whole poisoned families just eating poison watermelon over the bradford watermelon bradford melon Anyway, that's the story of the Bradford watermelon. I'm dying to try one, literally. Well, I would, I would die. So, since you had already mentioned, um, I don't know, but I would say it's too late to plant them in our climate. Oh yes, it's but if you do next live, year, yeah, if you live in Florida, maybe you could probably do a late plant. 
Sure. Uh, but I did some research, and if you are interested, and this is not my chef recommends, but uh, a fabulous take. Thank God. I don't have a garden because we, I live on a 296-square-foot uh, scaffolding-covered <laughs> apartment. But if you had a backyard, uh, you can go to their website, and it's Bradford Watermelon. I don't know if it's .com or .org, but if you Google it, as you probably are right now on the phone, uh, you can order their seeds. I think it's like 25 seeds. for It's not. It's like 7 bucks. Yeah. And imagine all, from 25 seeds, you could probably yield at least oh. if they all uh, – if if they all became you know i just read something because i was thinking about like thinning out the seeds and and creating Mm -hmm. the best seedling is when they brought like you were talking about when they brought it back right and they said something about the best way to farms or to farm melons or if you're not sure is to plant say six or ten seeds in a little mound Mm -hmm. and if you haven't maybe for a gardener you're like yeah breton that's the way we do it but there's different ways of planting seeds and, and sowing as we say uh but you wait until the seeds sort of you know until they're good couple inches tall and then you're Mm -hmm. like okay uh then thin it out to like six of four of them and then from those four then you pick the two strongest ones oh interesting and then those plants will be the the survivors oh wow so if you ever if you're thinking about it uh there is a really wonderful resource on the internet called seed savers uh seedsavers.com which you can find people it's this kind of co-op of seeds and they send heirloom seeds and seed freaks seed savers and these are think about it if we don't plant certain vegetables or fruits they can actually become completely gone they'll just become extinct because seeds don't last forever sometimes they might but i mean ultimately not forever no absolutely so it is important that as we as humans continue to plant unique and different varieties and keep them and then you can keep the seeds oh absolutely i mean it's really crazy like going even just over to the uh union square market and you mm-hmm. see all there's i forget what farm it is but there's that one place that's all the way on the end and they have craziest different heirloom varieties of all these things and you're like man it's so weird that we just see generic watermelon we just see there like, cantaloupe we see strawberry we don't see that there's such like variations there's such variation in fact here's a little thing about watermelon did you know that watermelon comes in yellow flesh peach colored flesh uh darker colored flesh Mm. white whitish flesh i mean there's there's all these beautiful varieties and you're right i thought why is it that well i know why because the giant grocery conglomerates make sure that we only have these two because that's who makes money and etc etc and it's not really feasible for a commercial farmer to be like, well, let's just give it a shot with yeah. the sugar baby this year Absolutely. and see what happens. And God, watermelon's so interesting. And we didn't even talk about Gallagher yet. About, <laughs> man, the old sledgehammer watermelon. <laughs> what the hell? I was going to do the story Chef of Gallagher. Recommends. <laughs> Chef recommends go home and don't watch a Gallagher stand-up because it's awful and he's a terrible racist and he's a terrible person. I was going to do the story of Gallagher, but I was like, and then you started to I don't want to give this guy any more Gallagher time. Gallagher really was. Oh, he's terrible, that Gallagher. And now, he, you know, it's not even him that does his act now. It's his brother. He's He replaced himself with a Gallagher double. Wow. Still smashing fruit. He like dyes his hair red and subs for Carrot Top on the weekends exactly. in Vegas. Like, <laughs> I had a carrot tuck. You know, I put like a wig on. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, throws on a put leather a jacket. And like, eh. Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, yeah, that accent. Uh, so <laughs> Chef recommends. Chef recommends. Wacky things to do with watermelon? Yeah, wacky things to do with watermelon. What do you do with a watermelon? Well, as I just said, one of my favorite things to do is to make watermelon-based <laughs> beverages. Right? So uh, in, if you want to make a frozen, let's say you want to make a... Oh, I checked. 10 most popular things with watermelon on according to Pinterest and Reddit mm-hmm. right now because it's the middle of summer. So everybody's like, got when watermelons are starting oh. to become in season. Uh, watermelon sorbet. 
Yeah. Super easy. Put some lemon juice. Don't put some lemon juice, but you probably should, or some lime juice. And you add some sugar or some glucose syrup, even though that is invert sugar. You can take half your uh, corn syrup. Uh, pretty easy. So watermelon sorbet, Google it. Great directions. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, or buy it. I feel uh, prepared. Call, call your local uh, gelato sorbet maker, and I'm sure they'll have it as a special. Uh, if you live in New York City, that is. Um, okay, so I like to make watermelon vodka. Uh-huh. I like vodka because it's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. And I can go back to work and have three martinis and everybody knows. <laughs> no one's the wiser. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks I'm really, really funny. And then I get really angry and I start yelling at everybody. And then I'm something I swear I lost my job and here I am. And Anyway, that's why I do these catering gigs. But um, no, you take some watermelon and you take some vodka. Uh-huh. It's pretty easy. Uh, I like to melon ball mine so that I can stick little toothpicks in it and use it for garnish. So you cut the top off, basically. Yeah. You ball the melon. Mm-hmm. And now here's a little pro tip. I take, I scoop it out, so mm-hmm. I take one of the halves of the watermelon. And then you can you can cut it not the long way, but rather the mm-hmm. the short way. Sure. So that, and then if you take a little slice off the bottom so you can kind of stand that little thing up, I put it in the freezer. So if Ooh. you want to, and I think you did that last year, didn't you? I made watermelon cocktails last year out of a watermelon. Yeah, and you can just like use just scrape out the watermelon so you can keep that in the freezer Mm -hmm. and use it as your serving vessel because how much fun is it to have a boozy watermelon? Nothing better. So you can keep you can either keep the vodka separate or do what I did, but just remember when you infuse any uh, any fruit with a with a high a a spirit Mm -hmm. a high proof spirit such as vodka or gin or rum or tequila or whatever, uh, it does take a day or two for that alcohol sugar transfer to take oh, place. Okay. So check this out. The alcohol goes into the fruit, the cut fruit, mm-hmm. and then the the liquid, which was once the vodka, becomes infused with that wonderful wonderful watermelon flavor. Right. But it's not as strong yes. alcohol-wise. So you have to, if you want to get, if you want to get fucked up, you got to eat, eat the, the fruit. fruit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tip. I <laughs> love. The, the tip is you want to get fucked up you gotta eat the fruit. That's yeah, it. Or put it up your butt if you want to get fucked up even faster. Don't do that, folks, kids. Do it or don't. You no, know you can die. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do but it. But just try it once. Or do. A little piece. Um, Half a teaspoon. <laughs> quarter teaspoon. Just quarter one teaspoon. ball. <laughs> Half a quarter of a ball because we recommended it. We don't want anybody to go in the emergency room. Don't do it. So, uh, I le- as you mentioned, and well, watermelon as the vessel for a cocktail is great, but mm-hmm. I'm talking more of the tiny personal watermelons, which can be found at any local farmer's market or yes. farm stand during personal the summertime, water- yes, yes. which is great. We did this last year. You cut the top off the watermelon. You take the watermelon out. Mm-hmm. You either blend it and make a frozen drink, or you just juice it and make a juicy margarita or something, and then you put ice in the water- frozen watermelon shell, yep. and you serve it as yeah, yeah cup, exactly, which is really fun. We can be, we can be creative. and Absolutely. Um, last year, I don't know if you remember, but I also made a watermelon jam. Oh, yes, yes, Which yes, I thought yes. was really fun. Yeah, well, yes, it is. Kind of savory. hmm Surprisingly. And then I'm thinking of, uh, based on my success with my nectarine blueberry yes, barbecue yes, yes. sauce, I think I'm going to make a watermelon barbecue sauce for ribs or chicken. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I have no idea what's taken me this long. Well, it's, you know, the funny thing is I, whenever I think of watermelon, right, the first thing that comes to mind is watermelon jelly ranchers. Uh, and you have that that, mm. we, that flavor that you're like, is this really a flavor? Did mm-hmm. somebody really take watermelon the flavor and and boil this down into a Jolly Rancher? I always thought the watermelon Jolly Ranchers, actually, if you think about it, probably have some kind of strawberry flavoring in it. Yes. Well, okay. So I mixed up a little batch of some watermelon juice. Mm-hmm. 
And quick pro tip, if you want to like blend a frozen water, instead of adding ice, just throw the cubes into the oh, freezer. That's really smart. With yeah. the booze, because mm-hmm. you know, the freezer will... You mentioned that kind yeah, of last yeah, yeah, week yeah. with mango. That's smart. Anyway, I had this weird little kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like those little juice, box juices, and it said passion fruit juice. Oh. But it didn't, it was mostly pear juice with uh-huh. a little passion fruit. I had sure. mixed it with the watermelon. Yeah. Just to give it a little sweetness, because I think it was, it did have some sugar in it. And I kid you not, I kid you not, this tasted like a Jolly Rancher. <gasps> and I said, oh my God, that's the flavor. How fun. So maybe the, somehow the tropicality of yep. the passion fruit, which wasn't overpowering. Sure. I wouldn't say that it, that it took over. It rather enhanced the watermelon flavor. Smart. Oh my God. I, I mixed that up with some vodka. Oh, I did. Oh, a I line of watermelon seeds. I did a line of watermelon seeds. <laughs> Dance my ass off. <laughs> Dance my ass off to Britney. God, I'm so sore. That sounds amazing. What should we talk about? Our top three favorite things with watermelon? Ah, uh, top three. Okay. Go ahead. You want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go first. Because I know what they are, but I have I more than I wrote mine down, three. actually, this week. So if you have a, one that over that crosses over, I'll tell you. That's fine. Um, so, right. Oh, no problem. My <laughs> number three is a fake watermelon thing, but I really do love oh, it Oh, that's okay. I'm not a fake. I'm not, like, the hugest fan of... Uh, sour candy like I know you are I'm much more of like a mm-hmm. I don't know hard candy chocolate no I guess if I'm gonna have candy I want like a Reese's Pieces you, you like the peanut butter powder yeah powder yeah, yeah. peanut butter something like that a Skittle is fine but anyway um, I do love watermelon Sour Patch Kids oh those like yeah. watermelon slices yeah, 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 sour yeah, yeah. watermelon slices those sour are watermelon. delicious really well now that i've recreated with an actual watermelon the flavor it mm-hmm. is not it isn't that different you know what you should well, do Oh my God, mm-hmm. on your next watermelon marg, take mm-hmm. some citric acid and like a little sugar and salt and make a little rimmy rim out of that. Okay. And then uh, you're really there. Now hold up one second. I love this that you said that because citric acid is one of those things that gives any, some people call it sour salt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sour salt, they call it that. You can buy it. It's completely safe. It's yeah. made from a product, you know, from a natural product. Sure. You can get it on Amazon nowadays. Put it up your butt. Snort it, it in your yeah, nose. Exactly. That's the theme of 2019. <laughs> practically August. It is August. Uh, but yeah, it's it adds that like super potent flower. It's like putting MSG on your... Yeah. Which, again, these things are also like... fine. Like, oh, don't do that. That's not good for you. It's fine. It's fine. I mean... Sour salt. It just... Gives you the pow that you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that could be a cool thing to do. Good um, idea. I'm going to sprinkle some right now. Yeah. Uh, my second favorite thing is a watermelon salsa. Oh, I yes. I love yes, a yes, watermelon yes, yes, salsa. Yep. Just something jalapeno, some cilantro, lime, watermelon. Here's the thing. like Tomato. If you cut closer to the rind mm-hmm. of the watermelon, right, you can get, it's not as sweet. Totally. So I'm not saying like, oh, if you hand carve the edge of it, but it's true. If you kind of cut around the outside. You're right. Chop that in with some tomatoes. Yes. Delicious. It's delicious. Watermelon and tomato goes great together. Wonderful which kind idea. of brings me to my number oh, one, which is a 1990s favorite, a watermelon and feta salad. I, was just, I, I knew it. I was like, she's going to say a watermelon salad. <laughs> I love it. And every, you know what? They are in an every menu right now. They're great. They're in, and I realize why. It's like. Mint. Yeah. What else? Red wine, you, vinegar, lemon, olive oil. That's it. Feta nice cheese. Sea salt. Yeah. Maybe a cucumber if you want. And the or thing tomato. is, to me, it's the new. It's like the Caesar salad for summer. Mm-hmm. Like you should just have it on your menu. It's delicious. And I was like, oh god, that again. I was like, well, yeah, but it's like a Caesar salad. I was like, oh, that again. I was like, yeah, I'm it's sorry. delicious. Some things are good, like especially things from the 90s or that were popular in the 90s at least in my memory like beets and beets goat and goat cheese, cheese and walnuts delicious. i was just gonna say that or exactly it's che- it's like kind of corny but like delicious so yeah. whatever 
It surpassed corny phase and now has entered into iconic and classic phase. Completely. God, God, that's what's happening to me right now. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> it's like passing a- corny, nerdy, and fucked up <laughs> and turning it to classic. It's just it's divine. What about you? What are your top three? All right, all right, top three. Okay, well, I'm going to have to say my top, uh, number three, we're going to go with uh, a watermelon, either basil, margarita, or something mm. like that, right? Yum. You know what? Shiso. Oh, that's a good one. Whoa. You know, <laughs> wow. Shiso is my, f- our, it's one of our secret favorite herbs. Uh, do I and no matter it? how much we talk about it, it still lays low in the back burner. And that's mm. fine with us because more Shiso for us. That's right. And uh. it's that wonderful Japanese herb. It's, I don't know, it's kind of like a cross. Somebody told me it was a cross between cilantro and mint. And I said, no, it's not. It's Shiso. It's Shiso. Why does it always have to be like something else? It's not. It's Shiso. Like, it's- oh, oh, yeah. Like that's pr- Anyway. If you like mint, if you like really good mint, you'll probably be inclined to enjoy Shiso. Yeah. I find it to be more similar to like a lemon balm flavor. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So something like that along that lines, but using watermelon mm. basically in a frozen cocktail to get fucked up. That's number three. Great. It should be number one, but that's obvious. So yeah. number two, I would have to say, oh, you know what? This is this the same thing, but it's kind of different. <laughs> watermelon jello shots. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking. Listen, I just found out. Well, not just found out, but you can if you. If you have some of that watermelon juice, right? Mm-hmm. You just sprinkle a bunch of unflavored gelatin yeah. on it. And again, add some of that citric acid. You just thought you mm-hmm. ran it. So that's going to give it that like extra like sure. candied artificial, but not artificial mm. flavor. And then you add some vodka and some sugar, blah, blah, blah. Heat it up, you know, put it in. And I was looking on the internet and people are putting it back in the watermelon shell and then oh, you cut it. So then you. good. I don't know if I've, I haven't done that personally. That's so fun. And then. You dig in, you get drunk. People love getting drunk and high on watermelon, don't they? Yeah, drunk and high. And I guess, God, I mean, I was going to say, my number one, I was just going to say like a watermelon salad. But you know what? I'm going to change my tune here. Watermelon, it's similar. A slice of chilled watermelon mm-hmm. with lime and then that like, that chili salt. Oh, yeah. That's or, nice. or. Mm-hmm. Togar- I'm pointing my finger at that mic. Or <laughs> if I was the togarashi. Oh, yeah. Which is like it's uh-huh. along the same lines. Sure, togarashi is that Japanese yeah. like chili salt. And so you take it's like salted. And people are like, well, that's weird to sprinkle salt on fruit. I was like, is it weird to have a margarita with a salt rim? It's not no. weird. It makes everything better. I put some lime and salt on my cantaloupe the other day and everyone's like, what's on this? I was like, lime and lime salt. And salt. Uh, I want to mention something else that's mm-hmm. kind of jumping backwards to Chef Recommends. I love, ja- I love backwards. But uh, has, have you, <laughs> has you ever put a slice of watermelon oh, on yeah, the old it. grill? Yeah, you know. A grilled I've watermelon. And? I've had it. Uh, the texture changes for uh-huh. sure. Watermelon gets cooked, gets a little flabby for me. It can be a little flabby flab. You got to get a real hot grill real and hot a nice grill. thick slice of watermelon. Yeah, you are right. You're right. So that it doesn't really cook. You're just charring the outside with that sugary outside. It'll get a little chardy chard. And then you throw a little blob of stracciatella on there, some olive oil. No, that's good. No, you got talking. a stew going. All right. All right. We're talking. I watched a couple YouTube videos and there was some chefs, some, you know, famous chefs doing some, uh, what, sm- whole smoked watermelon. I did. That was a thing. Did, yeah, right. That it was, was like, a thing like a couple of years ago. Kind of I believe it was even more recent, like two years ago. Okay, okay. It was like 20, a whole smoked watermelon at a restaurant. I don't want to throw shade. That's fine. I didn't. You try know what? It. We tried I, it. I didn't try forward. it. Did right? you try it? No, no, I haven't tried it. It doesn't appeal to me. 
It's like rayon shirts. Like we tried it, we did it. Yeah. You know. Listen, I will say that I haven't sampled it, so I can't throw it, throw any judgment out there. No but shade. I will say that it's a very good idea. I really admire the creativity behind it. And I would like to be surprised. If you are the person who invented that, call me. Yeah. Please invite me and Breton for a free dinner so we can see whether or not this Smoked watermelon is all it's cracked up to be. That's right. And one other thing, this is under, uh, since we're on backwards, don't forget about pickled watermelon rind. Oh, don't forget right? about it. Cut off the edge of that, that on that thick skin, unless mm-hmm. you've got a Bradford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you got yourself yeah. a Bradford. Unless you got yourself a Bradford, it'll peel right off. And take that watermelon, you can, the, the rind, and you can, I've noticed a lot of people add a lot of sugar to it to make it more like a uh, bread and butter mm-hmm. pickle kind sure. of thing. I actually like mine a little more savory. Oh, yeah, me too. But... You know, the choice is yours. That's yeah. why the world is filled with many different things. Yeah. Or if tastes. things aren't going right for you, you could just tie a watermelon to your ankle and drop it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. They float. Yeah, yeah. They, they float. float. They Ding float. dongs. It's terrible. Terrible. And remember, and whenever, if you're just feeling down and out, remember there's a watermelon. With a hole in it. <laughs> with a hole in it. Just calling your name. <laughs> Everybody wins. Nobody's hurt. Use a condom. And use a condom. Those Be- watermelons get around. And, you know, especially <laughs> if you don't want to have watermelon babies. Nobody wants watermelon babies. <laughs> They're very heavy. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to carry that thing in my damn, oh. what are those things called? Baby sacks. Oh, like if you had to pretend that you like had a baby <laughs> to learn responsibility, but it was really just a watermelon. Yeah. yeah. I actually looked on the internet, strangely, just a couple minutes ago about people having sex with watermelons uh-huh. and somebody like dressed one up like a face and put like <laughs> eyes and glasses and a nose and then the hole was its mouth and then what they about had a wig? An, they have had a wig? accompanying video to it too <laughs> were they did you see them having sex to it no but it was like on uh, love i should say or some kind of like porn website but oh. then i would realize i was on the train and i was oh. trying and on a packed l train and oh, that's God. nothing new we li- we're in brooklyn people Recording from Roberta's Pizza, home of the watermelon with a wig. Listen, thanks for tuning in to Heritage Radio Network. We're so honored to be part of this fabulous network of food and beverage podcasts. Please listen to all the other shows. That's right. And support, donate, become a member, buy a t-shirt. And that's all we have for you today. Yeah. Okay, guys. We love you very much. Go get yourself a watermelon, soak in vodka, and smash it with a hammer. I'm Zara Tangora. And I'm Bretton Scott. And hasta la pasta. (laughs) Yow. Goodbye. All right, everybody, welcome to the show Life's a Banquet. The show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible! Starring your hosts, me, Brett and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.